Alright, so this is a podcast episode either two or three. Or um, one. Or what? Or one. Motherfucker, I'm one. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, take that over. Take that off. I'll be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> So we have a special guest also behind the camera that's going to be chiming in at time to time, I'm sure. But uh, who do we got sitting in the seat here with us? Uh, Keenan Hubbard. And where are you from? Everywhere. All right, all right now. <laughs> I've lived up in everywhere, man. Yeah. You're like Johnny Cash. That's it. You've been everywhere, man. Yeah, gypsy soul, I guess. Uh, when did you um, When did you start polishing? 2017. April. Really? Yeah. Only three years? April first, actually. Really? Well, this is my fourth year. Oh yeah, this would be your no. Yeah. April seventeen, eighteen. Oh, April twenty twenty one would be your fourth year. No, that'd be my fifth year. We're in twenty twenty. If you start in April seventeen, yeah, it's your third year. (laughs) It's going to be your fourth year as of April first, twenty twenty one. Because I don't know. Zach was doing it a year longer than I was. He was doing it five. Well, and Zach's can't be right. His podcast has the wrong info. Well, I, there was it. Yeah, well, I guess I've been doing it for four. <laughs> yeah. That was going to say, that makes more sense because it was April of 2017. It is 2020 right now, so that'd be three full years. And yeah. April of 2021 would be four years. Right. I mean, maybe math where I came from. Uh, it was <laughs> on the year after Zach, so refer to podcast whatever number that is. <laughs> That'll tell you. All right, all right, we'll go with that. Not even a full year after, actually. It's pretty close. Um, and you started in Nebraska when you were polishing? Yeah. Um, were you working for a company or working for yourself? I was actually a different company. I was in, I was in Missouri, painting. Uh, me and the wife were down there for a while, and we decided she's from Nebraska, so we wanted to get back. I had a good buddy that was he had just started polishing actually after Zach kind of showed him the ropes, told him about it, and. Called me up and he's like, "Man, I got this job. I'm making tons of money. It's easy." I'm like, "All right, you know, it was a means to an end. I wanted to paint when I went back to Nebraska, but I was moving. I had like I don't know two weeks, and I had to figure out a job. So I moved on a Friday, I think, and I went polishing with him on a Monday because I just had to make it happen. And then yeah, I just kind of fell into it. Literally fell into it. Yeah, actually, the first job I did was I was helping that guy on one of Zach's jobs. So I met Zach and Parker on my first day. And then, but I wasn't working for them. I, we were like working together, I guess. But I was kind of like a collaboration guy. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Back in the slow days. Yeah. So, yeah. Doing uh, you doing one truck every two days. Yeah. yeah. We got that one done in a day. We were pretty proud about it. <laughs> Took six of us, but we did her. And uh, what got you into polishing? Just, just that, I guess. I mean, I'd always detailed and been around semis. I don't, for whatever reason, there's like a, a tractor beam in me that puts me back to semis because I was. Worked at a diesel shop in high school. I needed a summer job, so I was the service tech and the oil change guy. And then went to college for construction. Did that for a while. Went back to painting. My instructor actually painted semis at a Freightliner dealer, so he got me a job there. So then I painted semis for two years. <laughs> Moved to Missouri, and I was painting on my own. Had my own business. Moved back, and then just ended up in semis again. So, so you always just kind of you've kind of always been around detailing and yeah. semis and yeah. polishing was just kind of the segue. Yeah. When I was little, my dad sold parts, and then he painted on the side too. And so he's always been around. I've always just been around cars and detailing and vehicles. And That's kind of cool. Stuff. I didn't know your dad used to paint. Mm-hmm. That was like his second like sidecast job. Like really, he'd get home from work and eat dinner with us and do that stuff, and then he'd go paint half the night and get back up and do it again to help oh. provide. So I mean, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so I've cool. just always, I mean, from 
I was probably six, I guess, the earliest I can remember. But yeah, I'd be out in the garage helping sand and paint. It was cool. Well, so I mean, I've, I've seen paint. you paint. You're darn good at that too. Polishing, I mean, you're alright. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, your paint stuff is unreal. I mean, it's it's weird how like when I talk to other polishers and you hear how like their backstory was. A lot of them had nothing to do with trucking, and yeah. like there's just everybody just kind of falls into it. It's not like something that most people just choose to do. No. It's just something you kind of fall into. Right. It's like you either you love it or you hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not really uh, not really a whole lot in the middle. I mean, I know a few guys that polish just because of the money. Like they, yeah. they hate the polishing, uh -huh. but the money is so good that mm -hmm. they just have to keep doing it. It's kind of like, I don't know, there must be a weird correlation because I know a bunch of polishers that are good painters and yeah. they did cars first and I don't know what, whether it's the muscle control or the muscle memory going, I don't know, but I but know you a know, bunch of guys that have done it first. You worked here in my shop for... Two years. Well, I think two a full, years. A full year, year and a half? Yeah, yeah. It was a year and a half before you had to go home to... It was five months, yeah, before. before so it was a year and seven months. Before. So a year and seven months, then you went home to help yep. your dad out. But you were here during a lot of our training sessions. Oh, yeah. And the guys that came in, a lot of them did paint. Mm -hmm. But anybody that buffed paint, it was harder yeah. to train it those is. guys. Because it's a complete different mindset. And Springer and I talked about this in what's going to be released as his podcast. It'll either be number two or number three. But... Um, it's two completely different mindsets and Paul and I went round and round trying to explain it to each other like he tried to explain the buffing side to me the paint side I tried to explain the polishing side to him it's just so complete opposite ends of the spectrum it like really is. to try and make aluminum super super perfect is not like doing paint right you know doing paint you can get it that perfect glass oh, yeah. whereas aluminum sometimes you just can't oh, and yeah a lot of the paint guys want to get that, mm. and it's just, it's not really feasible. No. Yeah, that's exactly and it. And you getting to do both, do you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated buffing paint, so <laughs> I still hate buffing paint, actually. I'm not a big fan either. No, I mean, I'm not terrible I'll do at it. it. Yep, that's how I am. Yeah. Like, I'll do it, but I don't, really don't like it. I try to avoid it. Especially on semis. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, we'll get to that in another question <laughs> down the road. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then yeah, I don't know, I guess, just painted and truth be told, I had no idea what polishing even was. You know me either. I uh, I honestly had no idea what polishing yeah. was. I mean, I was working at the truck wash and just seeing a couple mm -hmm. of carnies working out in the yeah. lot, and I literally just walked out and was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and they're like, polishing, get out of here. That's it. Yeah, Why? I was painting, there was a guy, he was kind of a crackhead guy, but he would come and polish for the customers. He'd have to polish outside because it was so messy. And I'm like, why the hell would you want to do that? I'm in there painting in a paint suit and clean, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and like I said, John called me, and he's like, I'm polishing. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right. It's easy. Okay. Yep. I saw those guys filthy all the time, yeah. and I was like, that looks like a terrible job. <laughs> and then all does. of a sudden, like a year later, they were back again in the same lot, and I saw the, what the result of what they were doing mm -hmm. looked like, and I was like, I want to learn how to do that. Like, yeah. that looks awesome. It's cool. And then you just kind of get sucked in, and then mm -hmm. you're you're in. I guess I should backtrack on when I started polishing. Because I was painting, and I painted some ice, so I had like a, a box of emblems and just random shit like we had collected. I had like hood poles off Peterbilt, yeah. and I had a boat trailer, because I'm a big sucker for boats, and they had aluminum <laughs> Still wheels. Still a big sucker oh, for yeah. boats. Yeah, the trailer wheels that are those like, I don't know, eight holes that have all the rivets. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a set of those and then one of these emblems and I wanted to polish and John and Zach had already been polishing so I'm like, 
I called him and he's like, hey, just go buy a grinder, go buy a buff, and I'll walk you through it on the phone. Like, well, this can't be bad then. See, that brings me to a whole other point. Like, yeah. This is how easy it is to get hooked in polishing. It like, is. $150 in yeah. your startup. Oh, yeah, it wasn't even that. I went to Harbor Freight and bought a buffer for 50 bucks. <laughs> I went down to Joplin. I was living in Joplin, so I went over to uh, Petro. Yeah. I bought two buffs and two bars, a little sample size. Yeah, a little sample size. And I called you can get them for five bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I called him and he's like, yeah, just buff it. He's back and forth, just like paint. So I thought, okay, it's me and my brother in the backyard. And he's <laughs> holding those little the little airplane looking Peterbilt things. And I'm like, well it can't be that bad. And I don't know if you've ever used a Harbor Freight grinder, but they're like nine thousand RPM, six yeah. six. They're not. Yeah, they're so definitely that more. Sucker up and, <laughs> and ripped the screws out, about took us both out. Yep, so I, like, I figured out how to buff that and I'm like, well I can buff a wheel. This isn't bad. So I pulled it off the trailer, I had it on like a, a table, and I was buffing. And like, I guess in my head it didn't make sense to like go around. I don't know what the idea was. I didn't know about getting in corners. Yeah. And so I was like, well, we'll just put the handle on it and turn it around. But I did. <laughs> I turned that sucker around. And it went right up. And I'm like, this is dumb. That wheel, I still have that wheel. Tap polish. They kick back and hit you? Oh, the, yeah, the, the trailer wheel. I still have it. I have to. I'm like, never again. <laughs> You think I so you still to this day haven't finished it? Yep, you think I would. I was going to say, you know how to polish well yeah. now. I was up here running a machine. I got a machine I can use in Colorado. I just never, yes, that one will stay that way forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was like, even after that, I've been running the buffer across my face. I That's said, great. No mask. He's, I told him, I was like, do I need a mask? No. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. He's in the driest old bars of compound. I'm sure they were 48 years old. Oh, yeah. They were junk. <laughs> I'm like, how do you guys do this? So then I moved and I guess. The rest was history. I was just a sucker. Yeah. It's crazy. Like fifty bucks. Yeah. And you were you were a startup polish company. Pretty much. I guess I could have been. I wasn't good, <laughs> but I was an emblem polisher. Emblem looked nice. I did figure that out. Yeah. Had no idea about hand polish or nothing else. Yeah. So from where you were there to mm -hmm. where you are now, like it's not even in the same ballpark anymore. No, I like to think not. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's the one thing like you look back and you're like, oh man, I wish I'd have known that right out the gate. Like, what do you mean? Like turning the buffer the wrong way. Yeah, and that's a good back. one. That's a prime one. Uh, I don't know. I've gotten bit by a buffer a lot. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I got a funny colored patch of skin right here on my yeah. arm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's a valuable one. That was a trigger lock issue, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a tire issue. More <laughs> like it. Oh, see, that's the other problem. Zach and I hit on this quite a bit was we we work the long, stupid hours because you just get attached to that money mm -hmm. and just chasing it. Yeah. And like eventually, drugs. you're working a 20-hour day. But like we said, we were in Dallas last year. Oh, yeah. That was like 40-hour day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get to a point where all of a sudden you're just so stupid tired you're like you just can't I'm just gonna keep things. muscling through mm -hmm. and you just think you're gonna come out the other side smelling like roses and half the time it buff kick back and bite you and you're yeah. like yep time taking that yeah yeah I was doing an end cap next to a box and I had a used buff so it was small because we were too tight to buy new buffs <laughs> so we'd run them suckers to the metal all the way down and oh yeah and so I'm like I turned I had the buffer off and I like hold it in there because I hate hand polish to this day I hate it and I'm like yeah it'll fit this is no problem so I'm buffing up and down because I can't go sideways. So but what you don't buffer. realize is that fabric expands. Oh, yeah. And then I walk that and I'm tired. And I remember watching <laughs> it was like slow motion that the buffer just turned. And I'm in between the tank and the box. and like hit twice and turn. And I'm like, ah. And it's just, just eating into my arm because I trigger locked it, of course. I'm like, ah. Shut her off. Oh, yeah. Went to a show the next week. Oh, I'm all hamburgered out. It was a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. 
It makes a hell of a mess in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, 6,000 RPM. Yeah. I've seen some pretty nasty horror you stories. You think like cloth buff would just be soft, but not 6,000 RPM. As it RPM. turns out, 6,000 RPM, yeah, it gets hot. Yep. It's hot enough to melt metal. You'd think I'd learn not to trigger lock, but <laughs> nope. Just lock them you up. Guys, you guys all trigger lock. You guys are cowboys when it comes to that stuff. Just like, let it rip. I rarely ever off. trigger lock unless I'm working on like an air cleaner or unless I'm working on a trailer rail. Like, I don't trigger lock ever on wheels, tanks, boxes. My fingers wheels. get tired. Like, I just get tired of holding them. I guess, I, for me, it's just 20 years of muscle memory. Probably. Like, my hand just automatically closes and it's just fine. Like, it yeah. doesn't bother me at all anymore. I don't even notice, like, I'm not even really gripping it. Right. Like, I use the corner of my thumb and my index finger mm -hmm. to push down on it. Um, I have seen some polishers turn their handles. I know I know you've mm -hmm. seen that as yeah. well. They'll turn their I'm handle and clamp it back down. It might be all right if you Done it, but I don't like it. I tried it once. I tried it once weird. too, and it's like, so awkward for me. Like I feel like I'm pushing with my thumb then, uh -huh. whereas I can use, I'll call it the crotch of my thumb and my index finger. Uh -huh. I just use that gap in there to hold it down, and then I'm not really gripping it. And I never really grip the buffer, anyways. Yeah. So half the time I'm holding the buffer with my left hand behind the buff, where you guys hold the head. Uh -huh. So for you guys holding the head, you kind of have to. Yeah. Rip it a little more. Or trigger lock it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or trigger lock yep. it. But for me, I can just use my fingers too, so I mean. That's probably a valid point. Yeah. And then I, I've done it so long now that I trigger lock it and then, you know, I go to my handle to the wider part. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll run my hand, I'll hold it like the crotch of my Yeah, hand you guys double hold there. Up on the. I don't even touch the trigger, as dumb as that. Yeah. It's like it's down by my pinky. If it lets and loose. Then hold the top. You know, I, when I was training. Uh, a polisher from Michigan. He always asked me, "Why don't you let your trainees use trigger lock?" I think you might have even been here I for think that. I was. Uh, we were working on Joel Dawes' truck. Oh no, but I've heard the story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were working on Joel Dawes' truck, and uh, I told him, "Listen, the day that I can start a 6,000 RPM grinder at the front of my shop, and you can race to the other end and beat it there, I'll let you trigger lock in my shop. Mm -hmm. Or unless you've been polishing here for a number of years, then you can do what you want." But yeah. Like when I'm training you, you don't trigger lock. Like I don't want you trigger lock. It's stuff to get messy, messy in a hurry. Oh, yeah. And uh, no more than I said that. And the next, we pulled Joel Dawes' truck in his white and green Peterbilt. You mm -hmm. guys know it's one mm -hmm. of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, literally top five for me. And uh, he was working on the tank, and the buff. He was making the transition from the lower part of the tank to the upper part of the tank, and he went like this, and the buffer just. Whoosh, Looked right out of his hand, and it was on trigger lock, uh -huh. and it ran across my floor from my shop is 60 feet long, and it was parked like right in the middle. It ran that 30 feet, hit my garage door, dented it, ran up the garage door, hit that angle brace that's across there, hit that angle brace, kicked back, and ran straight at us. And I'm like, oh god! <laughs> and he had tied the cord in a knot. Oh yeah, might as well. I wanted to come unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running after it, trying to turn it off, and it smashed into his full fenders that we had off laying on the floor. Thank God. That could have been expensive. It didn't wreck anything. If that had cracked that fender or messed up that paint, it would have been bad. It left one little black line on the paint. I got out my buffer. I buffed out the paint. You know, I hate buffing paint anytime I have to. If something goes wrong, like when we're doing a grill, like I hate buffing that out. So I buffed it out, got it looking right, Joel came, picked it up, I told him what happened just in case, like, if a fender did crack, I wanted to know, let me know, I'll, get, I'll file an insurance claim, we'll take care of it. But I was like, 
I looked at the kid and I'm like, this is exactly why I don't let people <laughs> trigger lock. Uh -huh. And he didn't the rest of the trip. But for him, it was, he had been polishing a few months and he already had some of those habits. You know, for him, he had come kind of a bum arm a little bit. So like the way he gripped the trigger would automatically trigger lock every time uh -huh. he did it. And because of his bum arm, like it was, uh, I don't remember what they call that, but if you let go of it, your arm automatically comes up. Oh, I know that. Kind of like um, that. I can't remember what it was called, but he'd pull it down and he'd still be able to use it, but it was like one of those like natural automatically locked things. Like he didn't mean to do it on purpose, but it was one of those like I had to break him of that habit because that was one thing that he was risking every day. Yeah. And it was like, Might by the time he worse. left, we had it broke right. and he was killing it, but... That was scary for a minute. It's like funny I, that you said it come at you. Somehow that happened. To it me. literally turned off the door and come running at me. And I'm like, ha! I jumped over it to try and grab the cord. And then even grabbing the cord, like it was still running away from me. And then it flopped and it started just blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I finally grabbed the cord and yanked it out of my hand and unplugged itself. But we were fixing the cord that day. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was the same guy I started with. We were doing a job. I don't remember where. It was in Nebraska, eastern Nebraska. And we were the guy who had like a white rock driveway for his trailer. And his garage had the worst power I've ever seen, so we were tripping breakers all the time. Ugh. But I was doing tra trailer wheels, and he was on the rail, and he was start at the front coming back towards me on the passenger side. Yeah. And I had my earphones in, I'm just cruising, you know, just, <laughs> you thought I was the fastest thing in the world, or like an hour a wheel. And then his breaker tripped, <clears> I didn't think nothing of it, I seen him go in the garage, and he flips the breaker, and that grinder was laying, he laid it on the side. Like it was still did. on trigger lock? Oh yeah. Oh boy. the breaker tripped, you know, you know I've learned <laughs> that lesson now, but yeah, he like, flipped the breaker, and that sucker's a buzz saw. There's rocks just going everywhere. <laughs> Thankfully, the cord wasn't tied. I'm like, oh boy. I I don't tie my cord. Yeah, unless I'm up on a scaffolding mm -hmm. or something where I don't want to get back down and have to grab it again. But it's like I've seen these horror stories a lot. Like one of the old polishers I knew, he had posted some pictures on Instagram. Uh, this is probably I don't know five six years ago. Um, had seen a bad trigger lock incident where. The breaker popped, and he told his his guy to go reset the mm. breaker for him. And he had it just sitting on the floor and didn't realize he still had it locked. And that buffer wrapped around his leg Oof. and, like, cut a giant gash in his leg. Like, he had to go in because it actually cut his tendons. Like, the muscle unwrapped. Like, that was a bad deal. Ooh, that no was thanks. a bad, bad deal. I've done that before, too, actually. Like, <laughs> cut your tendons? Could, no, no. <laughs> We could have a whole podcast on just dumb things that have happened to me, but I was buffing a set of American Force Wheels the inside, and I had them rolling, so I'm standing up. I don't know why I wasn't sitting. I, don't, I was new. But I stand, thankfully it was a variable, but I was standing up buffing them, and the cord kept swinging, and I was kicking out of the way, and anyways, it could have swung and caught the buff, and it wrapped my hand in the oh. grinder, and that, it was like in there, in there, and yeah, so then you're stuck. It's so tight you can't get yeah, it off. And the so just, arr, 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 was it was still going. Oh yeah, because I had a trigger lock. <laughs> So it's just like working itself on there. I finally shut the trigger off because you're like, the first that happens, you're like, oh shit, you know, like. But that time your hands kill purple. It. Yeah. So yeah. I had to sit there like, and it's wrapped. I don't know if you've ever wrapped them in just a buffer. Like it wraps them in there tight. Yeah. So then I have to like work it out. Pull I the caught the grinder cord at six thousand RPM one time. Oof. It whipped me in the leg. I actually pushed the plug right into my leg. The plug went through my pants, and stuck in my leg. Like I had to pull it out. That was that was probably the worst. Probably. The worst one I ever did. That was actually one of Zach's grinders too, I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet deal. I will it? never forget the day you and I were polishing on a truck in the shop, and I heard, what? <laughs> and I looked over, and you were just sitting there like, 
Yeah. I'm like, what was that? You're like, yeah, Buffer hit my mask. Yeah. Remember I was doing that breather strap? Yeah. <laughs> this buffed right here. Yank that whole thing off my face. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've always said if you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. Oh god, that whole that whole respirator yanked right off your face. Yeah, they don't come off <laughs> nice either. No. They come off nice and you loosen them, but mm, not if you stretch them. Yeah, if you uh if you catch them in the buffer, it's always, not good and it's not good. Done it for a while, I guess. Yeah. I only caught my my mask one time and I was at a show polishing the backside of a fuel tank. And you know, you're laying underneath on a creeper. Oh, that's the and that worst. Was, this was back before the days of like air ride where they were dumping them. Like these, all the trucks were high then when I first started going to the shows. And the guys would drive them up on these like wedge blocks. Mm -hmm. So at the shows, they'd pull up on these wedge blocks to get them up an extra six inches so they could. A lot of the guys were bigger back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just. It's just like the. It's like a trucker. Yeah. I, mean, I hate to say that. But some of like the some of the truckers, a lot of the old show guys were just bigger guys. They yeah. needed that extra six inch block to get their trucks up so they get underneath them. Right. And he had it up on the wedge blocks, and I'm laying on a creeper, and me being a skinny guy, I'm like, I'll fit right underneath there. I'll just buff the bottom side and yeah, keep right on cruising. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Like the buffer got caught, got like wedged. Between my between my respirator and the strap, yeah. and I just like I froze up, but I I never used trigger lock. Yeah. So like I just let it go, and it was like stuck there. I had my hands off it, and the buffer was just stuck right there. I'm like, that could have been bad. That'd been cool with a trigger lock. <laughs> you could have seen what like it looks like. That's firsthand <laughs> evidence. That's investigations. Oh man. Oh, Speaking yeah. of investigations, you and I, when you were working here, did a lot of. We did a lot of product testing. Oh yeah. There was a lot of late nights where just we were burnt out. I, I will say, even though we put in some long hours and there was a lot of days where we were just burnt out, there was a lot of days where you still came to me and were like, I want to know why this does what it does. And we spent a lot of nights just off the clock messing mm -hmm. around. I think we, what did we spend on the top of my Zamboni? Oh, it was like, four, it was like four hours of one night, yeah. and it was like we just wanted to find a better way to do stainless, mm -hmm. and we're both pretty bullheaded in that department. Yeah. Like, we weren't gonna leave that night until we yeah. found out a, a better yeah. way, and we did. We found a we found uh -huh. a little bit better way. It was just a little different pattern, and um, we have that training grill. I'll never forget the day you came to me and you're like, I want to try something new on that grill, yep. and you developed a new ish system that we use. I mean, yeah. you fine-tune the system that, that I built. Yeah. Just made it a little bit better. Right. I mean, I've always liked that aspect of this. Like, there's always something better, different, nicer. And you and I have talked about this a number of times, like these sculpture polishers and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'd like to get to know one of these guys and just pick their brain mm -hmm. for a minute because to get past where we are sometimes, I feel like liquids is the only place yeah. left that we haven't dabbled into. Yeah. And I'm not talking metal polishes. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like actual polishes for metal. Right. Like not a liquid polish that you buy off a shelf somewhere. Yeah. Like this is not some white diamond. No. <laughs> it's it's not time to shine aluminum polish. It's not Lumi, it's not no. Zephyr, it's not yeah. Renegade, it's, it's not like it's not any high, of these guys. High end. Yeah. This is like high end pace and mm -hmm. like what did we look up the one day? The one the one that was like polishing out like a fifty thousand grit yeah. is what it what it yeah, related to. Yeah, because they size them by microns and they get. Up it to comes that, up to like, the microns. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, I want to do it. 
listen, I'm in. Like, we got to figure out where to buy this stuff. Because, uh-huh. like, I want to try it on some stuff just to see. Like, we've seen the sculpture stuff yeah, at some of these places. And it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I need to just try it. Yeah. That's what we need to do is just get some of the stuff, play around with it, figure out where we're at, and just see how to get to that next yeah, level. Like, just wing it. I don't think it would ever play into semis. <laughs> like Nobody has that private budget or the time. Well, cause you, well, I think somebody would have the budget. Oh, I'm you sure know, I'm sure somebody would be like, yeah, yeah, listen, we want sculpture stuff on our truck. I don't know if I put that amount of but time. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Like I, We've talked to a couple of sculpture guys. Yeah. And the one guy's like, listen, to do this piece took me 800 hours. Like, yeah, it's like, Whoa. Yeah. Could you imagine? Crew spend, guys. Could you imagine spending 10 hours on like an air cleaner? I hate, now that I'm faster, I hate spending more than like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, me that's too. That's a bad day. But if you had to spend 10 hours on it to get it to that. And some of these guys do those big cubes and all that. And they've yeah. got like eight guys on them for 800 hours. Yeah. Like, they're like 6,400 hour, 6,400 man hours they build out. It's yeah. like, how do you recoup that? And the other difference between that and the correlation with trucking is it doesn't, those sculptures are going to be thin. Yeah, they're never going to get dirty. They don't move. They yeah. don't get bugs. Nobody's going to touch salt, them. No, yeah. yeah, no one touches in the truck show like, man. So. <laughs> yeah, this is shiny. It'd be cool to see. Yeah. But. I always said like, even if it was maybe my own truck, mm-hmm. just because I don't have to have a budget on my truck. I yeah. just kind of do You don't what have I want. to build yourself for man hours. <laughs> yeah. Either. You just kind of pick away at it and just leave my mm-hmm. truck parked inside for a year. But even parked inside, getting all the dust and stuff on it eats it up. Yeah, I mean, you we gotta saw wash that. it. You gotta yeah. wipe it or some yeah. sort. Or find a tarp or some kind we'll of. Just bag them. <laughs> just bag them up. Like one, one of the shows, yeah. That's it, my truck. Yeah. 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 But no, that stuff was fun. I mean, we learned. I learned a lot. Oh yeah. And I feel like it pushed me to keep growing. And I feel like a lot of guys do that. Even Zach did that one. Him and I would sit and chat. He'd call me for like hours at a mm-hmm. time and just pick my brain. And it always forced me to think outside the box. I-, I will say that's one of the things I'm super grateful for is that even though sometimes I hate getting so many phone calls, yeah, I getting so many questions from other people. Like you were there for a lot of that. Oh yeah. Like you were in my truck listening to a lot of the questions I got and some of the stuff like. You just don't have easy answers to. No, yeah. There's questions that you don't have any answer to, really. And it's like, I mean, a couple of those trips home from like uh, Florida or Texas, we were like, oh my God, that guy just asked me a question. I've never done that. Yeah. Like, I'm physically going to have to do that when I get back to give him an answer. So it's like, some of that stuff's neat. And the ones I love are like the burn questions and all that. Like, there just isn't an answer. Like, you yeah. don't know. Like, well, I don't know what you can tell you. There's a hundred different variables. Dick. Like, yeah. I just don't know. They're. <laughs> I think it mad at you. Like everybody wants like a roadmap, and like, yeah. there is one. It's polishing. Uh, so well, great. even then, like I gave you that metal polishing book to read, yeah. and you read it, and you were like, "How come a lot of this stuff doesn't translate?" Yeah. It's because it, it's an old technology. Nobody's written a book on new airways and new compounds. It's all conventionals and stand-up lathes. Like that's where all the all the old information was. We put this podcast into a book. Collaboration. <laughs> Polisher's Corner book revised. Listen, I'm down. Like, we could just get a lot of polishers together and figure out a way to write it down and That'd put it together. Add a chapter to that book. I mean, yeah. Do an edited version mm-hmm. for the old way and the new way. That I mean, a lot has changed. I for sure. I got a lot of really good information out of that book, um, and I thought that maybe um, you and I could elaborate on some of that. I took a screenshot of a couple of things that got brought up in that book 
that I thought would really do well in conversation for you and I because um, you and I both see on the same level for a lot of that stuff. Um, so I wanted to read you one. So one of the one of the real pieces I wanted to read to you was <laughs> eliminating swirl marks. Um, swirl marks caused by buffing in the final stages can easily be removed by wetting the part with a damp cloth, then dusting with powder such as whitening, talcum powder, or cornstarch, then buff on the wheel again until the swirls disappear. And you have, you and I have both tried this. First and second, I wouldn't have put talcum or cornstarch on, especially a damp panel. Yeah, because... You want to have mud? <laughs> it creates mud. It. Yeah, put like, cornstarch on there. What's it do to soup? But, uh, but, so the biggest problem is, is this old technology is, back then, mm -hmm. it was all stand-up blade stuff. Yeah. So if you did make soup, it wasn't the end of the world because yeah, the panel's super off. hot anyways, oh, yeah. it just melted off. So most guys weren't just running grinders back then, so a lot of the books and a lot of the old information has nothing to do with the way we're polishing no, now. It doesn't change I mean, conventionals, yes, you can still build up that kind of heat. I still feel like the major difference between running a stand-up versus running a grinder, and now you've, you've run a stand-up a number of times, now mm -hmm. being in my shop long enough, it's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different buffing mm -hmm. pattern, it's a completely different buffing style, like you have to change a lot. It's almost, I don't want to say it's easier so people aren't like, yeah, I'm just to jump out there and run a lathe, like it'll rip your arm off, I caught my finger in it today, but. <laughs> Did you really? Oh yeah. The piece fell off. And <laughs> I got it out of the way. Like I don't get in there, in there, but I got just enough to bend the end a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, just enough to remind you how big it is. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't want people to be like, "That's easy." That that goober said it on the podcast, but like, it's just, it's not. There's not as much technique. Like you just ram it home. Yeah. As long as you can hold it there. Yeah. As long it, as you can hold it, it's go. gonna do it. Like it'll buff it. Yeah. Don't need techniques or yeah. patterns. Just let yeah. it rip. Yeah. So that part, I mean, it just doesn't translate also because of that. Because you don't have to have, there isn't really lines. You just got to watch your edges. Yeah, you're buffing with this instead of this. Yep. So, yeah, just and don't let heat, it get. The heat pattern so oh, much oh, yeah. so much more heat out of a stand-up blade. I think you can get nicer stuff on a stand-up, yeah. but it's just a pain. But to do a fuel tank on a stand-up blade, like James Lee. Yeah. Have you ever seen that picture of him yeah. standing there with a tank over his that shoulder doing it? Nuts. Like, he's just crazy. Or even all the guys in like California or Mexico that do wheels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Standing there with their little skate. Yeah. Their little skate yeah. strap yeah. to them. Like, you guys are bigger men than yeah. me because yeah. I ain't got it. in hell before I buff a wheel on a stand up. Mm -mm. Mark my words. So, another one I read um, applying compound. Little and often is the rule. Too much compound will reduce the effectiveness of the cutting action because the surface will become too greasy and over lubricated, which we both know that. I've seen, uh, yes and no, I guess. Yeah, no, it works both ways. With I've the grinder. With stainless, for sure. With the grinder, it doesn't translate. I do it with stainless. I've On stainless, it. yes. Or the fine ridges, like your blues and purples. Yep. Um, this can often be seen by the presence of a black slick of compound that seems to reveal around the workpiece. Apply compound to the wheel for approximately one second, any more is wasted. It, We've kind of touched on that a little bit at one point in time in one of our YouTube videos. Um, that if you see it just spraying off the wheel, your wheel's full. Yeah. I love the guys that like hold their rouge to the wheel and just, and just spray it all over the panel. Like, what are you doing? Just wasting. All that does is make shrapnel when you hit it with the grinder. To <laughs> 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 but everybody does it. It must yeah. help. It yeah. doesn't make sense. I always see a lot of guys doing it too. And maybe it does work, it just has never worked for me, I guess. So, like, if it does, then I'm more than welcome somebody to tell me it works, but 
Yeah. Every time I've tried it, it just cuts it all off the grinder, and then yeah, like I said, I got little pieces. You see it going flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I just I feel like it's not as effective. Yeah. yeah, I mean it might work, I guess. But yeah, that's the thing about polishing too is, like, no two guys do something exactly the same. And this brought me up for me, like, because some guys do spray it and it probably works for them. And like the rouge deal, you don't use as much rouge as I do. You put it on more often. Yeah, we've run into that. Like I'll yeah. rouge up a lot. Yeah, you lay it on. And thick. I just, and then, so uh, yeah. But you, you, I mean, I notice a little bit. But sometimes your finish is a little hashier mm -hmm. just because you don't do it as often. And I freeze more pressure too. Yeah, I think we've, you we've definitely decided. use more pressure in your finish for sure. All right. But this one, Zach, you'll probably laugh at this as well. Um, buffing motors typically spin at over 3,000 RPM and material can be ejected from them at speeds of up to 80 miles an hour. Yeah. So That'd be 160 with our drivers. At 6,000 RPM is 160 miles an hour. I believe it. Have you, ever, have, have you ever been hit with a chunk of rouge with your partner <laughs> next door? <laughs> yeah. It'll leave a hell of a bruise. It's, um, it's pretty impressive. That's why I said like I know polishers that used to do that on purpose. Like oh, yeah. when they get down to the nub, they turn at their buddy and just yeah. like six thousand RPM. That's one hundred and sixty mile an hour. You catch one of those in the temple, you're getting coloring books for the rest of your life. It's a good thing you're not reading coloring books, Zach. <laughs> I do Parker all the time. I was gonna say we were guilty of that. All three of us shooting rouge nuggets at everybody. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially when they're not paying attention. Just whack them right in the back. Don't try that at home. But oh man, it hurts. It's a good time as long as you're not the one getting hit. I caught one. Uh, I caught one in the beanbag one time. That was my own fault. When I first started polishing, I used to stand on the bars instead mm -hmm. of holding them and putting them on. And uh, I was using some cheap polish back then. And uh, the bar broke. <laughs> came back and hit me right in the beanbag. That uh, I couldn't breathe for about an hour. Oh yeah, I could about imagine. I was using six thousand RPM back then too. That was just a bad, bad deal. Remember that kid we were training that hit me in the face? <laughs> Dude, you were like zero to a hundred, yeah. instant mad. That kid had lost his rouge like ten times that day. And you kept thing. telling him how not to do it. Just yeah, you can't put the rouge on the opposite side. I don't know what you're going to accomplish, but it is. I know what you're going to accomplish. You're going to hit me in the face with rouge. <laughs> but oh my god, yeah. I kicked back and hit him in the chest shortly after yep. that. I mean. Full. He had to stop because it was like it was like a half a bar. It knocked the wind out of him. Ooh. That was a bad deal. Yeah, or something. It'll get you. That's the thing about polishing. Like, I say, if you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. But like, I don't want to say I'm dumb, but like, if you're gonna do dumb stuff. Or, <laughs> you're bold. Like, you you know, prepared to you're be gonna walk that line. You yeah. better toughen up because it'll get you. So what's been like? Um, I know you've only been doing it for three and a half years, or coming up on four years here. But what's been What's been the highlight of your career? Like like a moment or like a mem like memory or experience? What Either one. About? I mean, I don't know, I guess. I guess like, I don't know, and like tangibility. Is that a word? I'll allow it. It sounds like <laughs> it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's not like, well invented. It'll it's probably, right. I don't know, winning trophies, I guess. That sounds bad. People are going to be like, oh my God, that king is a trophy chaser. I'm not a trophy <laughs> chaser. Like, win, lose, or draw, I don't care. But it's just yeah, that it's moment. Like, you spend 40 hours that week or in two days working on these guys' trucks and then you want to see them do well. and then you win some hardware yeah my favorite i guess award ceremony was probably what year was that louisville when we got three out of five best shows that was dallas uh, not louisville well we've won we've done good at uh, louisville, louisville we did five out of six that year yeah the, then, the, the, or dallas was first dallas that was the year you would come home early and i had to drive home yeah dallas was uh two years ago Three out of five, and that was three years ago. Three years ago. Well, what year was that that uh, Randy Manning took? 18. 18. Had to so, have been 18. So I two didn't years go to ago. Dallas in 17. Two years ago, yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was a big moment because we hadn't won any awards really. I don't know why I had to come home early. You had a wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Because you flew home. So I had to fly home. You guys drove home. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. I need that story for another day, but yeah, that was probably the biggest one because we did all right at Louisville, but I had started with you in February. Yeah. Of eighteen. Yep, yeah, that's right. And so I'd only worked here for a month, so I was like, yeah, cool, we won awards, like whatever. But I spent that whole summer, you know, like you get better. And yeah. we pushed hard that summer too. We went to all those hard. shows. We went to Wildwood. Yeah. And I was traveling, and then you finally see it all come together at Dallas with these guys that you spent the whole summer with. Yeah. And especially that summer because Randy did every show with us. Yeah. Caleb did all those Randy shows. Randy did with what? Us. Eighteen shows that year? I thought it was like twenty-four. Twenty-five. Oh, it was a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. he did like seven with us. So. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we had because it was Randy, Caleb, and Ann, not Eric. Who was the third one that won? At Dallas. Yeah. Randy, Caleb. Thompson's took second. Yep, because they were in 90s class. Um, Do you remember Zach? You were there, weren't you? No, that was you. You weren't there, too. Nah. Anyway, whatever it was, these three guys were with us that whole year. It was three so. out of five at the national championship. Yeah, yeah. And so you get super close, and you want to see them win, and then, you know, for it all to come together like that. And we got a lot of hate that year, too. Yeah. That was my first, like, real dose of people. Like, and it's nasty stuff, yeah. I say, too, you know, like. Yeah, you better, you better get tough. Like it never bothered me because I've always if there's anything I'm good at, stock the chips. Yeah, so, yeah. So like I gave it as good as I got all year, but yeah, you get to that and you win, and it's just like this is a real deal. Yeah, what's know? up? Yeah, like wow. <laughs> and so that was probably I guess like intangibility. Yeah, my favorite, but just the the connections you make, I guess, would be the favorite thing about Paulson for me. Like I've made like I guess family members nationwide. Yeah, it's unreal. Like the connections that you make, and you can call people up when you go somewhere. Or you break down in any state. Yeah. You got somebody close by the yeah. And if you don't know that guy personally, you can call your buddy in the next state, and he knows a good guy. And so yep. then you made another connection, and it's it's weird. It's like three degrees of separation. You yep. can go across all fifty states. Yeah. No, I I agree with that hundred percent. I feel like uh, I'm not a real trophy chaser. You know, I I, I do it for the guys. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I, I guess that's. Like I it. want them to have some justification for the trucks that they built. Like some of these guys are spending five hundred thousand dollars on a truck. Mm -hmm. I want them to win for themselves. Yeah. Like I want them to get that justification of yes, I built a five hundred dollar truck and I could win a national championship. Yeah. You know, I I couldn't care. I, I don't have any of the trophies sitting on my shelf. I think <laughs> I have what one runner up from a national championship yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. I got a couple first places from Wapan from like years ago. <laughs> like. None of these trophies are sitting on my wall, so I don't care. Yeah, it like, doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm just happy when I see somebody like Randy who won a national championship or somebody like Thompson's mm -hmm. who won their national championship last year after all the losses they took finally, yeah. to finally get it. Put it together. And then to see them post up a picture online that they have it sitting on their mantle and they're so happy and so proud that they, they finally got to uh -huh. that moment. And they've got the frame pictures, and then they have us in pictures. And, and they got us in the pictures. That's so cool, yeah. And it's like when they get these, they get these trophies, and they're like, "Come on over here, we got to get you in the yeah, pictures." It's like, and it's really? like, "No, these are yours. This. I didn't do this." We touched on this in Zach's episode a little bit that we're just we're the lipstick on everything. We're we're like the tie that holds the suit together, or the cufflinks. Like we're the jewelry in yeah. in the whole thing. Yeah, bling bling. <laughs> and they're. I mean, they put in all this work into these cool trucks, and we're just... Yeah. I always say we're just polishers, but, you know, when oh, we God. walk around the shows, like, we try not to talk shit about everybody else's stuff, but 
when you walk through something, if the polish isn't right, the truck looks off. Oh yeah. I mean, you the can whole see it a mile away. The whole truck looks off. It just off. looks bad. Like not bad, but it just like you can see it. And it's like they were that. Something's close. missing. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, like I'm not a trophy chaser either, but it's just nice. I guess I run in. I was thinking it today. I was going to tell you earlier. But like this is Wapan, it's not it's not really a judge. It's show. loosely judged. But I get into that mentality, like I'll give you the same work I give you at Wapan yeah. as you'll get it out. Yeah. Like, if you want that trophy, I'll I will yeah. bust it to so make I'm not sure out here trophy it. chasing because I'm no. doing the same thing twenty times a year. It's yeah. just that's just what I bring to the shows. And it's yeah. nice to see that pay off at a scale like that. Yeah. You're like, especially for me that first year. Because we trophied in Louisville, we trophied in Wildwood. We did well in Louisville. Yeah, we trophied in Dallas, and it's like, and those were a lot of pieces I was doing with no supervision or nothing. And Louisville that year, a year. At Louisville that year, we had three out of five best of shows. Yeah. And the other two out of five were customers that we helped. Yeah. So we had five out of five that year. That's a good year. I mean, we didn't personally do all the work on the other right. two, but it was like we still had a five out of five that three year. Three degrees your separation, you're responsible, you know. And even uh, what was the Shell Rotel that year? We had. Six out of twelve that year at Shell Rotel, it was like that was West Virginia. Half the calendars were yeah. our customers. Yeah, that was I mean, cool too. You get those calls because we weren't at that show, and they call us like, "Hey, can't tell anybody, but we got in the calendar." Yeah. Like, whoa! And then all of a sudden, another guy called ten minutes <laughs> later, like, "Hey, just to, the just let you know, we got in the we got in the calendar." You know, it was like that stuff's cool for me. That the trucker checklist. We always uh -huh. joke around like everybody wants to win Louisville, everybody wants to win Dallas. Everybody wants to get, well, everybody wants to win Louisville so they get their best of show. Mm -hmm. They want to get the national championship. They also want to get into the Shell Rotel Super Rigs calendar. Um, they either want to get on the cover of 10-4 or Large Car Mag. Yep. Some want to get both, but we all know that usually doesn't happen. I don't know. Has that ever happened? I think it's only happened like once or twice that somebody got their truck That's on both covers. Rare, yeah. I know they try not to. Yeah. But sometimes the truck's just that crazy that it has to. Um, but it's it's pretty rare. Yeah, we even won a wild that year. And yeah, got two trophies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got the it's not we got like, the prime shine award yeah. too. That was a proud moment for me. Cause yeah, like kind of justified ours. Um, Zach, those shirts are white for sure that you're stepping on. They were. Yeah, but your foot's definitely dropping black in that box. They're pretty clean shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good one for me. Like yeah. the prime shine award. That's a huge. That's, that's cool. a huge honor. Yeah. To be able to say you've gotten that from 75 Chrome is um, that's that's a big mm -hmm. one for me. Because they don't give much. away many polishing trophies. No, they, they don't. They used to. Like, I remember back in the day, it was maybe Louisville, maybe Dallas, one of the two. They used to do like best polish awards, mm -hmm. and I always feel like that's, that's so tough. It's a subjective term, <laughs> yeah, you know, is. like because everybody sees polish differently, mm -hmm. you know. So like, I don't know. That'd be a hard hard one to judge and I feel like there could be a lot of politics involved in that. It's like what year was that we had that guy win best chrome and he had no chrome. Yeah no chrome at all. So that's just like best polish like <laughs> does that count as chrome? Is that just a room? Yeah. That's just there's enough drama in polishing already we don't need best polish. Yeah we do not need best polisher and you and I have talked about this a number of times too that we see these polishers trying to host polish offs oh like we want to prove who's the best polisher yeah and i keep saying like i would never compete in that because i don't even want to be in that conversation no like it's, nobody comes out clean Nah, it's a mess yeah and now that i've said that however like i would probably i've just like i know I, you would compete I'm just that. competitive enough that i was like yeah let's go <laughs> but then at, you know like going into it i wouldn't have high expectations because nobody comes out clean it's just nah. going to be more drama well, I'd sure throw my hat in the ring, though. 
Well, for me, I, honestly, Zach and I talked about this, how bad it would be for myself to do it, that if I come in and I throw down, is it the big guy picking on the little guy? And if I get beat out, which I don't care if I get beat out. I yeah. mean, you've, you've seen this a hundred times. Like, guys are like, I can all polish you. And I'm like, okay, great. Good. Perfect. I'm happy for you. Thanks. Set yeah. up shop across the street. Like, <laughs> Come light some work. You want a yeah, job? I can't handle everything. Right. But it's one of those things that, like, if if I don't win either, it's still messy that way. Like, mm-hmm. somebody's just going to ram it. Yeah, hard, dude. Yeah. And that's what I mean is, like, it does, you don't come out clean either yeah. way. Like, if I win, it's bad. If I lose, it's bad. So it's like there's no... There's no upside. Yeah, and how do you judge that? Uh, who you, judges it? Yeah, because you can't have some guy off the street because it has to be a polisher. So then it's a polisher, he's already loyal. And then how and do you judge it? Do you judge it on time, speed, and quality? Yeah. Or is it just quality? Because some guys, I've, I've seen some guys do some killer quality, like a lot of the guys up north, but it takes two, three days. Yeah. And then I've seen some guys, you know, like in California and stuff, they're different. Like 20 minutes, they're done. Yeah, I mean, it's good for a while. Yeah, so it's like, how do you judge it? Speed yeah. race, like, it's and then do you let it deteriorate for a week? And yeah, you see what it looks like in yeah. a week after you wash it. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know how you'd even make yeah. that work. It was just cool though that first year because, like, I I knew what I was doing and I learned fast. Yeah, and so you, you did like, catch on. Really you showed quick. me the basics and then I just ran with it. And then, yeah, like, I had some grills that were winning national championships and then we had all the drama hit in April. And there were some well-known, reputable polishers that you were friends with that weren't so much friends with me that were calling. They're like, "Man, that kid's pretty good." Yeah. And so that like made it stick for it me. Got you head like, even bigger, like, and then pushed you even it harder. Did, it pushed me harder because it's like, well, I better step it up then, because like yeah. I'm getting recognition almost, and these guys are looking. <laughs> I got a lot of hate that. Year. Yeah, yeah like, you did. I don't. I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah. It made me that much better, but like I got a lot of heat. It was fun. It was worse when guys found out I'd only been doing it a year too. I it. felt bad. Like, by the time we got to Dallas that year, like, yeah. I, I enjoyed I, it for what it's I know you did, and I did too. <laughs> I mean, it, I will say, as much as we all hate the Polish Wars, mm-hmm. like, it was still kind of fun too. It is. Like, those were the, like, not the glory days, but like, kind of the glory days. <laughs> it's something to do, you know? Yeah. It was different than the same thing every day. It just got old. It did. Like, it just turned into the same thing every day. It was fun for like a month. Yeah. And then it was like the same people bickering, and you're hearing the same things. Yeah. It was the same guy hating you every month. Yeah, that's never made sense to me about polishing either. It's like there's so much work. Oh my god. We touched on that in Zach. Hey, everybody can too. stay busy. Yeah. And like I could be in your backyard and you would as long if I didn't come I start have twelve rolling. local polishers here. Yeah, exactly. Like there's so much so many people get their feelings hurt. Yeah. So I had some hate from guys in Colorado when I started my franchise out there. And it's like I don't want to go to the mountains. Colorado is a huge state. Yeah, there's like three polishers out there. Yeah, and in Denver alone is like 40 million people. It's not yeah. that much, but it's a lot. It's like I don't want to go to Denver. I don't. I'm not even sure the there's 40 million in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, there's a lot in Denver. I know that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is between Milwaukee and oh, Madison probably, and stuff yeah. like that. But you know what I mean? For you, like you don't want to go to Milwaukee, so nah. great polish them, polish them all. Yeah. Because yeah. these guys aren't coming to me, I don't have a shop. Yep. I'm not going to Denver. Yep. Guys that tell me all the time, they're like, I'm coming into Eau Claire, I'm coming into your territory. I'm like, that's the other side of the state. Yeah, Eau Claire's like, I've made that drive before. I'm I like, don't want to do anything outside of an hour. Maybe exactly. it's just because I've been doing it too long. But it's like, I've got a really good customer base here. I don't need to go anywhere. And they're good people. I do because there's a lot of good people. Oh, yeah. Like, we still go to Minnesota. And I still go to Missouri. There's a good group of guys over there, and there's a good group of guys in Indiana that just can't get rid of you know it's like and i don't want to get rid of i don't want to get rid of them either but it's like 
it's tough. Like it, it's tough to make money on the drive. I mean, it is. you were there for the years at Louisville. Um, I want to touch on that a little bit. The the show year we did ten shows on the road. Yeah, I about died. And I I said in my YouTube video I lost sixty grand that year. Oh, and you were there for it. More, yeah. You were there for that. And I honestly I thought it was more because my bank account was hurting. Yeah. Like thank God we had a a stellar year in the shop. Yeah, we did. Because that could have been brutal. I mean, there was days where you and I, and who else was working with us? Tara, Ty. Ty for the end of the year. Well, for like the middle of the year. There was days where we were getting six trucks a day done. I mean, a lot of that in the shop made up for our expensive adventures out on the road. I mean, it was sixty grand that year on the road. I mean, when I talked to my accountant, it just it hurts. It was brutal. And you treat us really well on the road. That helps. But like, I was even losing money. Like, I'm getting paid to be here, and I'm still coming out negative, and I don't have to pay for gas, rooms, yeah. most of the food. Yeah. And like, what is going on? And you know, I will say the one thing that came out positive this year from the whole COVID thing was it really made me sit back and look at my numbers mm -hmm. and see where we were at, and then look at like, all right, what shows made sense? Like, what shows did we get the most exposure out of? And which ones make sense to work at, and which ones make sense to just fly in, yeah. hang out with everybody, yep. and do stuff. Because we got burnt that last year going to 75, and I think uh, Zach came along with us that yeah, year. Yeah, we flew him into Milwaukee <laughs> so he could, drive so he could ride with us. And drive back to fly home to Nebraska. It was a good idea. That went Listen, me. it was fun. Cause <laughs> it, it was. But those of us hanging out together, like in that in that truck, I mean, you guys did sleep quite a bit, but it was still fun. I'm like a professional we, sleeper. We had a good time. Yeah, it was we had a lot fun. of cool conversations. That was probably one of the more fun shows that we have had. It was but we literally went down and polished a truck and a half. Yeah, we lost money for sure. That was a that was the worst deal ever. Yeah. It was like it was a good trip to be us. It's because we got to go fishing in Florida. <laughs> It was, I mean, that part was fun. And I love 75 Crow Shop show. I mean, their show is awesome. It is fun. It's just but it's so close to Louisville, too. everybody's still halfway on point that they don't really need a full touch-up unless they've driven through the rainy season. Yeah. And but still, even if it's a rainy season, it's only a month. Yeah, it's not bad. So a lot of these guys that spend that kind of money touch it up as soon as they get home. So we learned a valuable lesson that year that we could fly in. Mm -hmm. Most guys keep hand polishing their boxes. We could hand polish for them yeah. at the show and for hang free out. free even, you know. Like, yeah. You don't have to make a lot of money to do that. No, if we just flew in, hung out, went to dinner with everybody, like we'd have done so much better than driving down, setting everything up, not making anything, and then yeah. coming back home. I'd do that. That show's fun. And Honestly. Good people. Yeah. The Farkas is a good family. The Farkas are a great family. Anybody that doesn't know those guys should definitely take the time, go down to the 75 Chrome Shop show. And it's a good turnout. Meet the Farkas. They have every, they have a good turnout every show. Yeah. I was sad when it canceled this year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, it looked like it was going to stay on, and then all of a sudden it canceled out. Yeah. It was like... Florida kind of got a little wild there. Yeah. When they lifted the restrictions, Florida went and took it like four or five steps further. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you haven't met the Farkas, definitely take the time to go meet those guys there. Give you the shirt off your back oh, in the yeah. middle of a snowstorm kind of people i mean they're just they're good people mm -hmm. it's fun that was quite the tangent man more questions <laughs> we rambling, do I'll for days cool. all right so a couple questions left um what's the biggest thing you got burnt on that you thought this is going to be easy i'm going to make really good money i'm going to i'm going to be headed home to a fat bank account and <laughs> Turns out it did. Yeah, yeah. Before we go to that one, I want to touch back on the what's something you learned. Oh, sure. Because I was just thinking about that. Like, if I could go back and tell myself something, it's that you're not that great 
and you don't know everything. Like <laughs> that first year we started, we weren't cocky, but we. Oh yeah, you were. Well, we were like later after yeah. we met you. And, like all the guys we were polishing around were doing a truck a day, and we did seven. And listen, Tulsa. I had a lot of long conversations with Zach before you guys <laughs> came to Tulsa that year, and he was telling me how you guys were the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, we and I was were. like. I was like, this is going to be awesome because I know when he told me he was polishing a truck every other day <laughs> and you guys got there and we were going to be doing like 21 trucks in three days, I knew you, you guys were going to be... Like where we were though, like we were like not innovators in Nebraska, but we were one of the first ones doing this style of polishing. Yeah, no. Like our direct competitor were cotton wheeling and everything, taking three hours on a tank. So like, yeah. when we were getting a truck done in a day, day and a half, like... Everybody kind of know who we were. So well, that's yeah. what I mean. Is like I had, had a, cocky, I had a lot of those conversations <laughs> with them that, you know, your guys' competitors weren't like mine over here where they were no. getting two trucks a day done, and yeah. I had to I had to show up and show out every day, mm -hmm. get three, four, five trucks done in a day at some of these bigger locations, and you you muscled oh, yeah. through a lot of those days yeah, with me yeah. when you were here. But um, going into Tulsa, I was like, these boys are gonna. That was a hard. They're gonna lesson. be dead. That was a hard. Seven lesson. trucks a day for three days straight, little sleep. I was hooked though. Oh yeah, you know I can see in your guys' faces by the time we left, get to see all the cool trucks and go around casino it. Casino and like living the show truck <laughs> Zach, life. Zach said the same thing. Uh, go to the casino. Like we were dead tired, and yeah. who was it that was sleeping? Oh, Zach was passing out at the table, wasn't he? Oh no, that was Joplin later that year. That was old Joplin. Oh, that was Joplin. Yeah, that was Joplin. <laughs> but like, yeah, well, we worked all day, and then we went to the casino until like three o'clock in the morning. You gotta try to unwind a little bit. You do. Because, I mean, it's like important. It can get stressful. Oh, yeah. Like, it'll eat you up. We, we joke around work hard, play hard, but sometimes it's like it's too much. Yeah. As far as my compulsion career, that was like a pivotal moment, though. Yeah. In Tulsa, because I almost didn't go to, like, as weird as that was. Cause I remember I Zach telling me, he's like, ah, it might just be Parker and I. Yeah. And then, I've been polishing for a month. Yeah. Like, I, had, I wasn't even doing wheels at that time, because the guy I was working with, he was like, I don't know, the way he did things was different, but he didn't like doing tanks. I didn't know at the time, but he hated them, so I got stuck yeah. with them. Because he told me they were easier, and he did all wheels. So sure. I come to find out that's opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. Wheels but are easier. Even when sure. I did wheels, like if me and him were on a busy day, we had a truck and a trailer, he would go and cut all the back walls, which come to find out again, like that was like, I made his life easy. But he would cut all the back walls, and I'd just run the lifts, and yeah. I'd do the tanks. And so we went, Zach could hit me up, and both of us actually needed a backing out. I'm like, I don't want to go to a show with this guy. Like, I don't even know who you were. Like, I, he's like, nah, it's about Paul Shrunk, whatever, on Instagram. So I went and looked it up. I'm like, okay, you know, like, whatever. Like, I don't know shit about Paul Shrunk. Like, okay, and I was like, I could tell it was a good opportunity, a good chance. And my wife actually was like, you're going. Like, you need to go. And so I went. And well, that's awesome. I'm grateful for that. First night that first night of J&L. Yeah, right. I'll tell her thanks. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that first night of J&L, because you were like, do you want to do wheels or do you want to hand polish these fenders? And I was like, yeah, I'll do the fenders. Yeah, you were like, I'll hand polish. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. You know? like, and I, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, like, I, I didn't know that until I made it. Until not all that long ago when Zach and I were talking, I don't know, it was maybe last year, Zach, when you and I were talking about that, that I had no idea that you were only like, just starting off like I had no idea you were only a month in and you hadn't really done wheels so when I offered it to everybody everybody's like uh I don't want to mess up this nice truck yeah. like I had this no idea in there, started doing tanks over there in Tulsa I did do wheels yeah like you helped me through wheels and I wasn't good yeah I, was I don't remember who was the first set of wheels you did there in Tulsa was it Kenny's Kenny. no I oh, did Kenny Fisher's because Kenny oh, wouldn't Fisher. let anybody touch oh, it for me yeah old Kim dog yeah I, held, <laughs> yeah I did his rails that's right. You guys did the wheel, and I did the other knock rail, and you did the wheels and his doors. It was. I remember seeing your guys' face when you guys got done with those rails, because I was like, 
I kept coming over and I'm like, faster, 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 faster. And you guys are like, I can't. They're like, we're moving. And I'm like, no, just keep moving. And by the time you guys got done with it, you guys looked at me and were like, I can't believe we got this done that fast. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember the look on your guys' faces after that yeah. first day. You guys were like, at that point, we hadn't even, I don't know, had you done rails by then or of any sort? No. Yeah, that was the first really? trailer. Yeah. No, we done, yeah, we, I think, yeah, we did. Yeah, I did a, a, a great trailer rails. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I thought that was had. after Tulsa. I thought so, too. Because John no, and I hadn't done John anything. John and I were working together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't done anything. And, like, John and I hadn't done any jobs at War Rails. So I'm like, whatever. I remember asking you, like, I think it was the second day I asked you if you wanted to do some wheels. Yeah. And you were and like, Smalls was truck. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> Zach and I were both and like, we're doing something on this truck. Because that was, like, the bee's knee. Well, you guys, Nebraska. it's a Nebraska truck. Yeah. I mean, and it was, like, was, the biggest ride to come out of Nebraska for a while. It was, right like, ever. hometown pride kind yeah, of deal. It yeah, it was. And he's such a good guy. So. That was actually the truck that uh, I bet Zach dinner that night, which never happened, even though we went to Panda and it would have been a cheap one, but I bet him that you could use an 8-inch airway oh, right. and polish the back wall mm-hmm. on a drive wheel, and he's like, not possible. And I'm like, here, I'll show you. And it was even a used 8-inch. Yeah. There wasn't a full 8-inch, but we made it happen. Mm-hmm. I still couldn't do it. I could do it, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's not great. No. Like, and the craziest part is the first uh, 10 years of my career, all I used was 8-inch buffs. Yeah, that's probably why you can do it with an 8-inch. You didn't have a choice. They didn't make 9-inch. No, they didn't. So you and had to learn that way. I hated using 10-inch because the 10-inch buffs would make the grinder so hot, they'd burn out the magnetos way that's faster. That's all we used back in the day, too. I just couldn't stand that extra heat and the extra torque. I felt like it burnt up grinders a lot faster. I'm sure it probably does. And I just hated it. I yeah. hated 10-inch because every time I grab a handle, it would grab my pinky, and look at this thing. Like, it's just mangled from years of getting smashed from doing rails. Pinky, yeah. You move your pinky just a little bit, and it grabs that buffer, and it gets that tingly feeling for like the next three That's weeks. That's I am from the sand up later today. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. Well, that was like the moment, because then I, that's when I, I've worked with Zach and Parker and John and I, like collaborating, but yeah. we really, have, I guess, lack of sand, you know, at the risk of sounding too, like, we got really close that trip. We all lived in the same room and yep. we did everything together. So we went back to Nebraska and we both kind of went our separate ways. Like we still did jobs together occasionally, like the companies. Yep. And I think it was June, probably so a month had gone by. And Zach hit me up at one of our jobs, actually. We were at the competitor's job. And then I was I was really progressing from May on. Because I'd been talking with you too pretty regular on the phone. Yep. And we yep. went to, I don't know, whatever show it was, an ATSC show. And then he's like, you know, why don't you come work for me, and then I'll set you out on your own. So I, was, I did my first truck on my own in June. I started in April. <laughs> it was miserable, too. Oh, man. I did get burned on it. Like, we did all right. I did good. Zach's percentage, like, he would pay me, and then, like, yep. he kept, you know, whatever. Zach had a pretty sweet deal for all of his employees for the longest that, time. For what it's worth, that one was the best deal. Like, it, I should have just kept doing that, but it sucked a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I did this guy's truck, and it was a 389 Pride and Class. So, but it didn't have the paint fenders, but it had the four boxes, the big tanks, oh, yeah. the nose. I'm like, yeah, I can do that, whatever. And he's like, just call him up, go do it. Happened to have been like 185 degrees that day in Nebraska, and it was miserable. But you know what? I got it done. And then so that was like a moment for me. Like, I don't need to do just the lips of wheels or just tanks. Yeah. Like, I can do it all. It took yeah. me a long time. Yeah. But I did honestly, it. that's not even a long time. Like, I'll tell you guys, still blue in the face, like. My first six years, I sucked. I was terrible my first six years, but I didn't have anybody to 
Yeah. Like, teach That's me anything. Thing. I had to learn every bit of it by myself. And, you know, you'd get a truck driver every now and then that would be like, listen, I saw a guy do it this way. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'll try it. And sometimes it would work, sometimes it didn't. And it was like, it took me six years before I started catching a groove where I was like, you know, I'm not all that terrible anymore. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, man, my clarity started bumping up and then I bought better products. And it was like, whoa, this changed the game right. completely. And I won't take credit for what you guys did, but Tulsa was definitely like, I, I keep bringing it up because I watched you guys come into Tulsa as good polishers, and you guys Decent. left. We like, we were like great. You guys left great. Like we did. over the we next learned a lot. over the next few months, I watched you guys like double and triple monthly. Like you guys just were continuously growing and putting out better and better work yep. every month after that. And we all really hit it off because we went to Indy and yep. we went to like five shows with you that yep. year. Me and Zach did. And, you know, yeah, that was, was your first taste of the show life, and I loved it too. <laughs> My God, everybody back home was like. You guys are such like asses. Like it's like it's a different. Yeah. It's not a different world, but you are a different person. I just remember working out a deal with Zach that like I'd pay you guys a hundred dollars a day. It was one twenty five. It was one twenty. Was it one twenty five? Yeah. Zach and I were arguing about this in his podcast. I thought it was a hundred. I thought it was a hundred dollars a day. One twenty five. I think is what it was. Maybe I got raised. (laughs) Well, don't say that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I paid Zach a hundred dollars a day plus fuel. Oh, that's probably it because I got I didn't have fuel. Yeah. Maybe that was why, but. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, pretty sweet deal. Hundred twenty-five bucks a day made about seven dollars an hour. But you guys didn't have any materials. No, and that's and I, why you know, I took you guys. I tried to treat you guys as well you as I did. could. I got us good hotel rooms. All joking aside, like I, I would have done it. Took I, us out to good meals. Yeah, like we had some awesome meals. I mean, let's just talk about show meals for a minute. It's like we've good. gone out to some awesome dinners with some truck drivers that we've. That Italian we place. would not have done by ourselves. Oh yeah, I would never go there. Online. John D. Yeah. yeah, the Italian place. We walk in, we're all in blue jeans, and they're like, "You can't be in here with blue jeans." <laughs> yeah. We're like, uh. "Cover us up with the little napkins." So they sit us at the table and come over with napkins uh-huh. and put them all on our laps right away. Like, don't let anybody. And he see told us that it was like a casual restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. get there and he's wearing a suit. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks, bud. Thanks. Yeah. But that was the best food. It was. And if I could go back and read it, I wouldn't change the thing. But yeah. yeah, we didn't make that much money. But we thought we were rich anyways. Yeah. Because we were finally getting a truck a day done. Like, we're making so much money. <laughs> and so, you know, like, grand scheme of things three years ago, now, like, from now to then, it was like, wasn't that great money? Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't bad. Like Even yesterday, we did four full dump trucks, and we were done by one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we had a really, back, we had a really good crew, real. and Zach and Parker... They were hustling. Right. I mean, we were all hustling yesterday. We got we got stuff done. And the market out there isn't great. So one Peterbilt back then, especially we didn't know what to charge. We were turning around the truck. Yeah. So it was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? You're like, yeah, it's pretty good market. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. What's the What's the best piece of advice you would give a new polisher that's just starting off? Can I say not? Like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever yeah, you want. It's like, it's like this man, is yours. This is it's your like, story. Man. Gets in your blood. Like not even that. once. Remember those commercials? Yeah. Man, not even once. <laughs> but for real though, I don't know, I guess. I love it. Like, get out there and do it. Yeah. You know, like, everybody calls me or the people I talk to and they're like, I just wish I could do it, but. And there's always, like, don't let there be a but. Just come buy a cheap-ass Harbor Freight and just do it. Just get in there and do it. Yeah. You're not going to hurt anything. We were talking about that, Zach and I, with uh, Jimmy today because he was talking about paint. And, like, I hate doing paint. Yeah. Again, I'll reiterate that, but. The difference with them is you really can't mess it up past the point of repair. You can. You know, I've, I've seen it, but it's hard. In my 20 years, I mean, 
There was one set of wheels. Mm -hmm. You know exactly whose set of wheels they are. Yeah. They were burnt so bad, mm -hmm. like we sanded them, threw them on the machine, and you could still see the burn marks. Yeah, that was the first time I learned you could burn a wheel. There was uh, one set of fuel tanks. The guy was running 9,000 RPM grinder and only going in one direction. I know you know whose tanks those are too. Oh, yeah. Those were unrepairable. Yeah. That guy actually got in a nasty car accident and the tank had to come off the truck. And I asked him to cut that tank end cap off. I wanted to see the inside. I wish to this day I saved those pictures. It was on an old phone. The inside of the tank had burn lines in it. It had burnt all the way through. I thought about messaging him and asking him if he ever saved those pictures because yeah. he's one of those guys that saves it. It's like an old flip phone. <laughs> but he's probably still got it <laughs> in there. Mail the phone. Yeah, mail <laughs> the phone, yeah. But, I mean, most times it may not be able to be repaired right this time. Yeah. But over the course of polishing it properly over a, over a few times, you can get most of the stuff mm -hmm. repaired. And I shouldn't. I should rephrase that, not to just jump out there and do it. Like jump out there and watch some videos yeah. and learn to do it. Like yeah. don't just grab a grinder and start winging because you can you can make a mess in a hurry. Yeah. And you're doing somebody's truck, or if it's a family member, or if it's, if it's yours, like you're not gonna be proud to roll around on that. And I've seen some <laughs> stuff that guys like well, like me yeah. doing that stupid wheel and caught myself in the face, like. Yeah, I wouldn't have been proud of running around with a half off wheel. <laughs> just I still a, can't believe you haven't finished that wheel. I haven't either. Yeah, I it's just why. a constant moment. Maybe it will be. I'll put a chain on it and be like Flavor Flav. Half polished I'll wheel. I'll wear the 16 inch tire around and swing it. It's funny. Just looking arrogant. But yeah, it's just to get out there and do it. Like, Don't be scared of it. Yeah. Don't trigger lock it and just yeah. start. You know, like That's yeah. the biggest hump is just starting. Yeah. And then, yeah, don't get down on yourself. It's be slow. Uh, you know, 100% chance, if, if I find somebody that can jump out and do a Peterbilt in two hours the first starting out, I'm going to hire them. Yeah. No Unless I'm going to pay you big Call money. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but you just, it just doesn't happen. No. So. I always, you know, I posted up a couple videos on YouTube doing a wheel in X amount of time. Mm. And guys are always like, man, I wish I could do it that fast. I'm like, it's 20 years of experience. Yeah. Like, I've done 30,000 wheels. At least. Oh, I bet I bet way more than that. I mean, yeah, the biggest sure. year we did on the wheel machine was 11,000 wheels in one year. Mm -hmm. It was like, if you calculated that out by how many per hour that is in a day. Like, that was a lot. We did that day. Uh -huh. We calculated it out. It was stupid. I don't know what it was. It was, it a, was lot. a lot. But we had two machines going, mm -hmm. so it wasn't terrible. Guys prepping and everything else. Yeah, we had two guys prepping and two guys running machines full time. Yeah. I mean, it was, that year was crazy. Like, we didn't even do a whole lot of trucks. I mean, we did 1,100 trucks, which sounds like a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we did. We did a thousand trucks with just you and me cutting. Yeah, just you and I cutting. What was Zach's piece? What was your piece of advice for a new polisher? I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> it was yesterday. No, I don't remember. Uh, I should say it was today. They don't know when the time was. That was twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I don't remember. What did I say? I don't even remember. I don't know either way, it doesn't matter. I just keep stealing ideas. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just to do it. Though. Just get out it's and do the, it. it. Don't get down on yourself. Yeah. It's not going to be nice. And I hear, I get so many people that come up to me and they're like, well, I couldn't make any money at it. So I'm not as fast as you. Like, you'll still make money at it. Yeah. Do it on the weekends. Yeah. I taught my little brother, or I'm in the process of teaching my little brother how to polish to make some sidecasts for his wedding. He's yeah. got he's got a nice job Monday to Friday in the office, but he wants sidecasts. He's just doing it on the weekends, you know? I, actually, Zach and I touched on this a bit too that. Um, the guys that are trying to get a shop right off the gate because they're like, oh, I yeah. gotta have a shop. It's like, I, I don't, I don't want a shop. It's a huge investment. I mean, 
and it, it can bag. bury up a good it can bury up a good polisher oh, yeah. and make them not want to do it yeah. and kill them off just because they don't have the clientele. Yeah. And I know a lot of polishers that have been doing this five, six, seven, eight years mm -hmm. that still can't afford a shop, and they have decent clientele. Yeah. I mean, mobile is what built us. I mean, you worked here for that year and a half. I mean, even though I have a shop, we still do a lot of local mobile. Oh, yeah, local, yeah. I mean, we got guys that are only 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes or an hour away that we it's drive to to do a fleet. feasible to go to them. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, for what I enjoy the mobile because you got that drive to, yeah. I mean, it sucks. Kind of unwind. It's a double-ended sword, I guess. It sucks at the end of the day, but it's nice, too, because you have the time and, you know, you can kind of work yourself up, work yourself Living down. only two minutes from home is the worst. It is, I bet. It's not enough time to unwind. I did one for Tim Cody in town, and I had our shop, we have our construction stuff at, it's like four blocks. That's the worst. It took me so long, and I didn't even go home. <laughs> I just don't know whether it was in my head that I was at home and I could just take my time. I didn't have a drive home, but I, yeah, it took me longer than it should have. But I said in some of the earlier years, like I had a couch where this YouTube studio is. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, I lived two minutes away. There was times where I'd worked 22 hours, and I was like, I had to be back in the shop in like two or three hours, and I'd come and sleep on the couch here in the YouTube studio because I was like. The drive home would wake me up just enough that I wouldn't sleep well. Was that a different studio before? There was, was no it studio a black back then. Out? Was it? <laughs> there was no studio back then. <laughs> Amateur studio, maybe. Maybe at best. <laughs> On a good day. Yeah, that and to just not worry about. I get so many people that come to me and they're like, "Well, my area sucks." I'm like, well, I live in a town of like 300 people. And I get calls from everywhere. I think water meters alone in our town. The only reason I know this is my wife works for a town. I think we have 290, and that's businesses and everything. Really? Yeah, so like people, if you can include families, maybe like 350. If you want to travel a little bit, there's work yeah. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Like if you're doing a truck a week on the side, that's not bad. Start out part time. I would, if if I could go back. And even if you only make two or $300 profit, I mean, it's yeah. an extra two or $300 a week. Straight to your pocket. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, you probably should go to the bank and the yeah. government, but yeah. it could be straight to Pay your pocket. Pay your taxes, do it right, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, I started out full time, I didn't have a choice. So, which I think helped expedite my learning, but to yeah. a new polisher, I would advise going part-time. Yeah, see, my first five years was part-time. Yeah, do it on nights and weekends. I mean, it turned into a full-time, part-time kind of deal. You like, don't have to find work right away. I was working way. every day after work. Oh, yeah. You know? But it wasn't your only source of income. Yeah, no. So, if it fell apart or you couldn't find a customer that week, you weren't like, uh-oh. Yeah. You know? So, I think that drove me to be better. I liked but the nice things. So, I bought a lot of stuff back then. <laughs> That's how everybody does. And I was like, I had to work both jobs yeah. for a little while because I, I was having fun. Right. I, everybody starts out positive. Zach and I always do the same phase. I had a ton of toys. It was a lot it's of good stuff. It's such a liquid business. Yeah. yeah. That's more. That's another piece of advice. We could do a whole video on that. It's YouTube or polishing advice. But... When you get into it and you're making 500 bucks a day and you start getting faster, I remember my first thousand dollar day, the summer of 2017. I was like, ooh, like my take home was thousand dollars, and that was after Zach's like materials and the part yeah. he kept and yeah. my wages. And I was like, <laughs> as I do the math, you know, it's like Rain Man. The numbers are just falling <laughs> in your head. And you're like, that's 352 thousand dollars a year because I'm gonna make that every day. <laughs> do that every day. You'd yeah. be dead. Oh, if you did that imagine. every day. But you know that's the problem though is like we we were both guilty of it. I don't know what Zach talked about. It. We're gonna diss and dirt though. Like we would work. I feel like that'd be a good podcast for the three of us that just kind we of say one because that alone could be its own episode. Yeah, we like, should do one. Just 
advice to like not end up balling out of control for the first year because that eats up a lot of polishers as well. So maybe we'll hold that story yeah. for episode three. I feel like that'd be the, a good one for the, the three of us. Yeah, like, the trio. We, uh, I would do that. We definitely all got through that. Yeah, oh yeah. But that that's a whole, you could do a whole hour long conversation just on that. Like, well, we should what was that. the stupid stuff we bought or yeah. what house did we end up buying watches off somebody's bed? <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> good old Tampa. I feel like, oh God, that was interesting. It was fun. Like I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything because we had a blast, but. My watch still works, so it was a good investment. Yeah, I still use mine too. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I look like I'm out of control. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the biggest thing is watching money. Yeah, and like, I wish. Like without touching on a lot of other stuff, like that's, it's tough, building inventory. See, and I know you drove that into our heads, we touched on that stick, a bit. Yeah, you know? we touched on that a bit yesterday that, you know, a lot of polishers don't build inventory. Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys will call me and go, uh, I need you to overnight buffs and compound tonight. A lot of times those guys was us guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it was yeah. like, all right, well, it's $150 to overnight it. What and you're you like, do? well, I got to take it. And yeah. then we'd overnight it, and it still wouldn't get there for three days. And you're like, that guy was us too. <laughs> we had to drive to St. Louis and hope our product was there. And it turns out it wasn't. Yep. But yeah, no, like watch your money, build an inventory, and thankfully, like now, I built, I've built an inventory, and like yep. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not that busy. I like, yeah. I do a full time slash part time right now, yep. but it's a big. You got the full time next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be taking over two, three states by then. <laughs> yeah, coming soon. Everest Publishing Franchise, like southeastern division or something yep. like that. That's gonna be me. Yeah, but yeah, like build, you know, spend your money at where it should be spent on yep. good materials, good grinders. Yep. Don't buy cheap, don't buy our freight, you know. And you can buy Hitachi grinders, but it's like a $20 difference. So yeah. buy Makita grinders and yep. and all that. And then that investment will pay itself off. Oh, yeah, long term. That's the difference. Not having to run to the store every day yep. to go buy a new grinder because that one burnt out and try to warranty mm -hmm. it and all that stuff. Like, it's not finding itself. rouge. Oh, yeah. You know, especially any rouge of, like, quality. Quality stuff, yeah. yeah. And, like, some places where I'm at, like, I, there's no truck stops. There's truck stops that don't carry it. Yeah. I got an hour drive. Like, yep. That's going to look good to a customer. Like, Sorry, I'll be back. Because how many times have you heard that? Like you go to a place and they're like, "Yeah, the last polisher needed money up front, or they needed <laughs> money so that I could go and buy materials, and then yeah. they didn't come back." And I it's know, like, I don't want to be that guy. You get the guys that had to go buy materials for the polisher, like, yeah. <laughs> we heard that a lot when you were here. Like, yeah, like I had to go buy them all the sandpaper and everything before you even come. Like, what? I mean, I pride myself on that fact is that I've never had to ask. I guess Brandon Farley at CEI bought me tape twice. Because I forgot tape. Because it's like a 10-hour drive. Listen, I forgot tape a number of times. Yeah. You and I, like, there was one time where, like, we just didn't want to go get tape. You remember that? Yeah, we were trying to cut a grill. And we were like, yeah, watch your hand. And it was good paint. We're like, oh, yeah. this is going to be bad. I think it was. Didn't turn out to be bad. but Yeah, he gives me help. It could have been bad. Because the first time I went down there, I got there, like, midnight. I left. I worked all day. We went to Louisville with no tape. That's true. We, we had to run to the store. Tape, yeah. And Home Depot was, like. It seems like that's what I always forget. Half hour, 45 minutes yes, away? That's the number one. I forget as well. Tape is tape, yeah. Tape is number one. It's so stupid simple too, yeah. and like we can't live without it. No. I mean some of the stuff we do, you have to have it. Yeah. And you run out and it's like you don't use it and like you run out of sandpaper, you're gonna know. Oh yeah. But you run out of tape, you just toss the empty roll in the trash. And I'll tell you what, like, like I don't that. want somebody else buying sandpaper for me because they're not gonna buy the kind that I need oh, or yeah. I want. Look at your six inch. That's my favorite. <laughs> or they get you the Diablo stuff. <laughs> it's like oh, the wood paper. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the nastiest stuff Just for aluminum. Junk, oh, yeah. God. Like, well, congratulations on plugging that up. Yeah, this is going to be great. Talk about adding extra time to my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
out. But yeah, so that's minor, but yeah, buy your good materials and stock right. up on what you like. Yep. Yep. That's the biggest thing. All right, so last thing we're going to ask. We did. I don't think we've answered any questions, like, directly. <laughs> we're going to watch this. What are these? Yeah. What was the second to last question? Because I said, hold that. I'm going to go back to another one, and I never did. Uh, second to last question was, biggest thing you got burnt on? Oh. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I've burnt, been burnt on big jobs with underbid them. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know what to charge. Yeah. And then I call you, and I'm like, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> I think maybe, and then you get done with it, and you're like, uh, I feel like your a lot wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, I've been burnt on. I guess I should say, like, I've been burnt on wheels. I've been burnt on tanks. Yeah, like I've been burnt on everything. And then bidding it, like when it first started, that's my biggest bidding. I've yeah. been burnt on bids a lot. Oh yeah. And then I'm not that kind of guy that I'll show up. Like if it's really bad, I will. But like when I tell you my price, that's what I'm gonna do it for, whether I like it or not. We talked about that. I'd rather eat it than yeah. make them eat it. If it's like trash and they like trick me, pull the old Rochambeau and it's a good picture. Sent me pictures that look great and then yeah. they get here. And, and if I like, can hold my phone up and it's different, then I'll, I'll then I'll adjust. But yeah. if it's my error, I'll that's the only time it. I adjust too. Yeah. It's like if you sent me pictures purposely deceitful, mm -hmm. like just to get out of my schedule. Extra now. Yeah, I'm sorry, but now we need to talk about this. Like yeah. This picture is not what you sent me. But I've been burnt on, you know, like tanks. Tanks are the biggest one. They're, I mean, they're not, I don't, I guess I've never lost. I've lost money on tanks. That's who I'm kidding. But you show up thinking it's going to be quick. And then maybe it's more time than money I've been burnt on. Yeah. Playing two trucks in a day and show up at a junk. And you're like, oh, well, I guess oh, I'm getting one done today. I guess this is an 18 hour day. <laughs> it was like one of my first jobs franchising. Actually, I drove all the way to Wyoming. I had no work. It was winter. I started franchising in November. Yep. The worst time to start a business. We had gotten married in October, started in November. I had no choice but to work, and this guy called me. He's in, he's like seven out, four or five hours away. And he's like, I got three trucks, but I need them done. I was like, I ah, can't really afford to pay a hotel room. Can't justify a hotel room. I had a guy that was helping me, so we went up there, left early, and then the first one was trash. The second one was like mildly better trash, and then third one was his buddies who was supposed to come to the shop, and then I ended up having to drive another hour to his house, and I was Ooh. like. Can't justify buying a hotel room. Come looking back at it, I should have. Yeah. But you just work it, you know. And so I got really burnt on time and money on that one. Ugh. I had to sand everything. And so that burnt. It didn't necessarily burn the company, just but it burnt wham, my ass. Wham, I'll tell wham. you that. I was not a happy camper. And then you got to drive home. So that's just brutal. Yeah, I think you get burnt by everything. I've been burnt by like some trailers. Yeah. I had a guy I had to. I do always seem to burn myself on trailers. Stupid John boat for. I got burnt on that. I got like, burnt on a horse trailer once. Oh yeah. I got burnt on a, a camper trailer once. Cause I, oh, that's what I've been burnt on. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I was going to try to lead you into that because I was pretty sure I that was your worst thing. I hate that. Don't ever call Airstream? me with an Airstream. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm done doing Airstreams. I've, I've officially done dollars. 30. I went back through my books. I have done 30 total. Why? Listen, I thought they were cool back in the day. And I got lucky with my first 10. Like, they were easy. And then I got into the like middle 10 and they were for like notable people. Like important people well I shouldn't say important people but they were like celebrities yeah and it was like once I got into that then I got into the last 10 and they sucked and I started realizing I was spending more time and I was not making the money I should have been making on them and I was like you know what I'm done uh -huh. I had a guy call me the other day he's like I got an airstream I'm like no thanks yep he's That's like I say. you didn't even see it I'm like now listen I've done 30 of them people are gonna see this and be like those two are dead and I, I don't make money on them they suck and it's like they're not fun no and they, you hurt when you're done doing them. Like your physically body and emotionally. Yeah, <laughs> physically and emotionally. Hurt. Yeah. Like, can you do them? Yes, I can do them. But they're not great. And 
I, what I want to charge you to put myself through that, you are not going to want to pay because there are other cheaper places in the U.S. you could take oh, them to get yeah. it done. I don't remember when I did that, but it was it was cold. So it was when I first started. It was somewhere between April and June when I went to work for Zach. And then it was me and John, the guy I was working with, and he's like, I got a guy that's got like a 28 or 30 foot airstream. Ooh, that's a big one too. Yeah, we were both like, oh my God, that's going to be so cool. <laughs> he's like, when you first start polishing, I wanted to polish fridges and everything. Like, if it can be, I'm still that way. If it can be, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> So anyways, he's like, I got this airstream, you don't do it. And at first I was like, that's a big job. And he's like, I'll split it with you. He's like, well, 50-50 it, I'll front the materials. It was stupid. So then the money was like, yeah, so yeah, like you know me. I'm like, ooh, we're going to be rich. <laughs> I think we charged not enough. I think it was like 2000 for this thing. Ooh. And it was like an 80s, a clear-coated one. It took you five days? Oh, yeah. Like, if we'd have worked them straight, but it was so bad that we would work for like a day and we thought we could be smart and just buff this clear off. You can't do that. Can't paint strip it off. No. Then we used the buffing blends we bought from you. We went through about $800 of those. <laughs> thinking we could just buzz that clear off and then buff it. Can't do that. So we nope. did the whole thing with buffing blends and then we found out we couldn't buff it. So then we had to DA the whole thing to rough and all. So anyways, <laughs> but yeah, five days all cumulatively, probably like seven. And we were trying to sucker Zach into helping us. He's like, I will not partner on this job. <laughs> he was the only smart one. But yeah, like over a time span, it probably took us like two, three weeks. I told that guy the other day, I was like, listen. He's like, I just want to send you a picture. I'm like, no, listen, you could send me a check for a million dollars. And I will cash it to make sure it clears and hand it back to you. Like, I'll that's how much it. I don't want to do it. I'll cash it and wait for the second one, then I'll think about it. Yeah, I just really do not want they're to do that it. that bad, yeah. Like, they're just not great. They so I got not monetarily and everything on that. And then it takes up your time. And it we mentally drains you. It sucked. The big jobs are brutal. And it's cold. Just... John's got a little shop like we had because it was winter. Yeah. And so we had to hooch it like we were on the pipeline. <laughs> so we got tarps strung out, rocket heaters, so we're breathing in kerosene and diesel Kerosene and diesel all day. Just listening to it. I do not miss those days either. No. I do not. So, yeah, that's so last question. I've been there. Last question. I doubt it, but. You can ask me one question. What would it be? I ask you all the questions I want, like whenever I want. I, I know call you. you or I'm in person. I don't know. What's. Any question. Just throw anything at I shouldn't say anything because there's some things I won't touch on. But. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing? I have I a guess. What if I asked you today? I'll just repeat another one. For the public, I don't even remember the question. I asked you a bunch of technical questions today. Mm, you asked me about some of the new show compounds and stuff, and you're, you're getting pretty knowledgeable in that department. So having those conversations with you is fun because is fun. you you understand on a chemical level what some of the stuff is starting to do. So it, it helps you push forward in that department. But you don't want to get into that. People start falling asleep in this thing. Well, they probably already are. But I don't know what to ask you. What does Zach ask you? Maybe I can like piggyback on that. You probably don't remember. It's actually asked me what one of my highlights were or something. No, I didn't. What'd you ask me? Would you change anything? Oh, would I change it? Ooh, would I go good. back and do it again? What did you have to say? Like, that's not my question, but... I definitely said no. I mean, there's yeah. days where I was like, yeah, I wish I was doing something different, but I wouldn't give it up for anything. Like, I, I still love what I do. Hmm. Well, this is like the hot seat now. <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Listen, I've been asking the questions this whole time, so it's... Yeah, you're off a list. Listen, I've been Cheater. carrying you for years. That's why I had to leave here. We went on this today. <laughs> I had to move back. My back was blown out. Oh, boy, here we, we go. Scoliosis started. Scoliosis. <laughs> I had to leave and wait till people... Yeah, from slumped over doing this yeah, all day. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. Little buffer body. Yeah. <laughs>
tough on the top and soft in the middle. Huh, I don't know. I guess. What would you do now, like if you had any amount of money in the world, what would you do? I know you're so polished, but how would you invest that money? Products? Building? I always joke around, like, if I hit the lottery. Yeah, basically that. If I hit the lottery, I would still polish. I wouldn't polish as much as I do now. I mean, I certainly not. you've been here for, you, you were here for that year and a half, and you saw like five, six trucks a day. It, it wears you out. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we've cut that back quite a bit this year. We've tried to make it more reasonable because keeping good help is hard. I mean, it, it's hard to keep guys when you're hustling that it's hard. hard to find good help, let alone keep them. But I would still polish. I would probably do my regular guys that I really enjoy doing, the guys that I really care about, and the guys that care about us. I would still take care of all those guys. Um, I probably wouldn't change my pricing. I'd probably leave it where it's at, because if you're, if you're rich, you hit the lottery and you don't need the money anyways. It's just whatever. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely invest it into, um, I would definitely do some real estate investing. I wish I'd have listened to my wife when we first got married and done some of that, because we'd have probably been a little bit better off. I don't want to start it now because it's a huge headache. I, I'm so burnt out with our own product line. We've got our own t-shirt line. We've got so much going on now that I, I, I just don't have time to deal with the real estate stuff. I think she's still going to get into it anyways, which is fine. I'll support her if she just jumps in and does that. I hope she's not listening to this and you I hope will. you guys don't run and I'm tell her this. Her. I'm sure you will because you love her just ramming it every once in a while. Yep. Um, but I would honestly invest it more into um, probably the product side of the business. Just because now that I've gone off and done on my own, I, I've i really found happiness here lately in giving back to the industry that feeds me. Like, I've had a lot of polishers this year, like, say they were using other products and switched to ours this year when we switched, and were like, I noticed that my work has gone up. And that's for for me being a part of creating something. That's cool. And hearing people say that they're actually getting better results yeah. and they're doing something better and they're happier with where they're at and it's taking them less time. And people are really responding well to the YouTube videos and stuff. Honestly, I'd build a bigger building. I would expand my business, build a bigger building tomorrow, and just build a bigger YouTube studio so we could do better quality videos. I could put my legs on the desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want a big desk. Get a nice big desk so you can sit in here with me. Okay, so round two, I guess. What would you, looking back, say you could go back now with your, not your stature, back to the beginning. Better, I know a little bit about how you started. I know all of how you started financially and everything else. So say you were better set off. Say you had an investor. What would you have done differently back then? Day one. Oh boy. So you didn't go in it part time or even whatever, I guess, but you went in it with an investor. Say I came to you and I was like, I want to fund this. What would you have done then? I would have bought a wheel machine earlier. Oh, well, that's a good one. Um, the wheel machine was a big game changer for my business. Mm -hmm. Like, now that you've been doing this for three, almost four years, you know when you put in a long day, your back is killing you. and. Since you were here for that year and a half, you got to run the wheel machine. I remember there was a couple times where, like, you and I or you and Ty or whoever, we were just running wheel machine all day, yeah. and you got done and you were like, "This wasn't all that bad. Like my back doesn't hurt, my part arms don't hurt. You're dirty. Yeah, you're you're you dirtier hurt, for yeah. sure, but your body doesn't hurt. And yeah. I wish I would have bought that earlier because now when I get a nasty wheel, mm -hmm. 
I don't even question anymore. I tell the customer, listen, I could pull this off and do a way better job. Let me throw it on the machine. And I save my back. I save my arms. And the customer's getting a better job anyways. I wish I would have done that way you save that time. And the time. Even with mount and dismount of the tire, I'm still saving time. Oh, yeah. So I wish I wish I'd have bought a wheel machine earlier because mm -hmm. um, that definitely helped elevate my, my game. Um, and I wish... I wish I'd have got into the marketing better, and I don't want Zach to hear this. <laughs> we should have gotten to TikTok. I wish I would have done that. Like, and you and I both listen to Gary Vee, uh -huh. and Gary Vee's been ramming TikTok for everybody. He has for a couple of years, even. and probably even before Zach started. Either, even honestly. before Zach started, but Zach really like got in it, and it wasn't until we were at Florida, seventy-five Chrome Shop show, and Zach and I are walking through the crowd, just him and I. And uh, one guy points at Zach and he's like, that's Zach the Polisher. And his buddy's like, that's Evan, Metal Polisher 3826. It was like synonymous with each other. Too. So it was like the two of us together, it was like, yes, I've gotten known through Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Zach did it all through TikTok. I mean, he doesn't have- I wish have... I would have been more serious with it in the beginning. I, didn't, I wish you I were didn't, still serious with I it now. I didn't take it serious. <laughs> I know, and, and, and- Like, your TikTok is crazy. Yeah, I know. And I didn't realize how many truckers were on there, and I picked on Zach a lot I for you, did. I mean, I hammered him It really it. was just kind of a it joke It was a kid's deal. play game. It was a joke right? thing. You know? It was, yeah, it was just, the old vines. I mean, he was just posting videos, stealing yeah. videos, whatever. You were like. stealing my video. I know, I was stealing people I didn't even know videos <laughs> it should have been highly illegal and it just blew wide open for you yeah. and I really wish I would have took that seriously and not because we need more recognition but only because it has turned out to be a great gateway yeah I mean even though I got in late in the game we still had a couple, still done we still well. had a couple videos that went viral and yeah. I've honestly gotten a lot of business out of TikTok as crazy as that sounds I mean us with the website I can kind of track where that traffic's coming in from and TikTok is one of the bigger ones. And honestly, we've got one of the biggest followings in Instagram of metal polishing. I mean, there's a couple other polishers that I know that are ahead of where I'm at in following, but these guys got like truck washes and they're seeing yeah. a lot more customers. If you've been to my shop, you know we're in the middle of nowhere. And it's little. And it's, it's not little. Like we're a tiny little big. town. Don't we don't have a major you. thoroughfare highway no. that's dumping traffic in our lap every day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we've got a I built a very good following through hard work and just hunkering down, but I still think that's one of the other things I wish I would have taken more seriously was I focused really hard on Facebook when Facebook was big. I focused really hard on Instagram when Instagram took off, and I didn't take Zach seriously with TikTok when... Yeah, you're getting old. Well, listen, I'm, 38, I'm 38 this year, and just don't have that I'm pretty tech-savvy, and... I got into TikTok late in the game, That's but we I'm with you on TikTok. I still don't. I have a TikTok, and I don't do anything. I know. I mean, it's just hard to. I don't. For what it's worth, I don't even do anything with Instagram. Yeah, you're like you <laughs> always. Like I always catch you taking cool pictures and videos. Yeah, I got like a, and a, like a vault. your phone has just got to be a vault it is. full of just it's like Fort Knox. <laughs> Never to see the light of day again. <laughs> There's so much I'm good bored, material. I'm like cruising through, I'm like man, those are some cool pictures. Just and then I, that's it, it too. That's what happens. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why. I just say like, post it up, no caption. Like it takes no time. I just sure post it up, no cap. Yeah. Like, don't say that. 
fucking say that. But we cannot end this now on that mode. So. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. Uh, just post it up without a caption. Like, I should. And just a little I've bit. Never did I had that I should market better. A I little bit every day. Just upload two or three pictures each day with no caption. Like, see what Instagram does with it. That's a good point, though. Is that it's crazy. I mean, marketing helps. You can't. Marketing is a back. huge part. You're of a very well marketed polisher, but like, I don't market, and I'm still getting calls and word of mouth, and it's yep. like, you do a good job, and work will find you. Oh yeah, it will. But until I look back, like, man, if I marketed, I probably wouldn't. Be Imagine how be, much further ahead you'd I'd be. I'd be too busy. So that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> I have too much work in handling. I have to tell people no, and I cannot tell people no. Yeah, that's true. I am the worst person at saying no. You guys pick on me all the you time too. Because I'm terrible. People call me. They're like, I got this power. Junk. Yeah, all right. I'll be there. Come on Tuesday. <laughs> and then just knowing, like a week ahead of time, like, yeah, dread it all this week. This isn't going to be great. Gonna lose money on it. I can't say no. Or guys will call me. Corey Thompson's the best. Yeah. I still need to go down there, but yeah. he'll call me. It's not guilt tripping, but he's like, can you come down? And Brandon Farley got They're me. such like, good guys. Go to it's show. hard to say no. I need you. Like, all right, I'll be there Monday. I drove to Neo Show, nine hour drive, polished the truck, drove home the next day. Ugh. Just because I can't say no. And yeah. I loved it. I'd do it again. Yeah. Listen, I do it over and over People, again. them guys, Brandon and Corey have caught on that I can't say no. <laughs> I think everybody figures this out at some yeah. point in time. Like Voight, he was here today. Yeah, he And knows. you guys know I got a soft spot Voight's for him. Voight's done that for like, me for years. He gets me all the time. He's like, oh, can't you just do this? And it's like, okay. It looks good. Like, it looks better than anybody else's out there. But you still want me to do it? Yeah. The first one I met, Kevin, boy, I had to do that. I had to polish his visor and his bumper because he's just like, can you do these? Yeah, I can do them. Well, I'll do it. Can you do visors? Yeah, I can do it. Well, i do it. I'm like, gotcha. Yeah. You to. figure out how he does yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good call. It's guy, not a I bad guess. thing because I would still do it in a minute for all of these guys. I'll tell you like, what, the guys that you said yes to are going to remember and tell a lot more people, or probably not more people, but you tell one guy no. I'll tell you what, gonna know you if you ever no. broke down in Missouri and you called Corey, he'd come pick you oh, up yeah. in a minute. Oh, he'd come sure. with a tow truck. He'd go buy a tow you truck would. just to come pick you They're up. They're good people. I wouldn't yeah. trade him for the world. Yeah. And for what's worth, I wouldn't tell him no now. So Yeah, I mean, neither. I wouldn't either. I tell him it might take me till winter to get there. But That's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, I, like, I got to fit it in. Work with me, but I'll go. Yeah. I'll be there. Work with me, and I'll be there. So yeah. I think we can end on that. I really That's feel good. I really feel great about that. I thank you for being on this. Um, I'm sure it's not going to be the only one that you're on. I'd like to think. Um, oh yeah, well for sure we got part three. I really feel like the trio. Uh, I really feel like we could. That'd be a good one. Yeah, it'd be interesting. We'll have to get a bigger table, but we'll make it work. Yeah, we'll just put that beside you. We'll just shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder yep. over here. But all right, I owe you guys a steak dinner tonight. I lost a bet with Parker. What? That's right. Don't he, he beat me this morning. Don't let your mouth write checks. You ask in cash. Yep. How would he be on? I bet him. I bet him steak dinner tonight that uh, he couldn't get all them door jams done in under two hours. And he came over knocking on my door at hour and 15 minutes. I didn't hear minutes. about that bet. I would have just, I would have been over there just behind it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want some steak. <laughs> so Tammy's got steaks out and warmed up. And uh, I got to get home and throw them on the grill. So we're going to get out of here. I appreciate you taking the time Thanks to me. sit down and doing this. Because this has been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I, I feel like we are putting out good content that... Other polishers are going to get some information out of this. Yes, they're long, but for the guys that stick around and listen to the whole thing, there's some good, good nuggets of information that come out of these conversations. So when you go back and edit this one, you need to dub over reunited, <laughs> and it feels yep. so good. Back, at, back in the saddle. <laughs>
So we'll definitely have you back, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll figure out a way to make that work with this little desk. Stay around. Next year will be a good year. I'll yeah. be around a lot. Yeah, people will see a lot more of me. So I'm looking forward to it. Want to get you back on the uh, YouTube channel and get you get you making some how-to videos. People are. People are definitely saying that they enjoyed some of that stuff with yeah, you as people, well. So. The people want what the, the people, people want. want. <laughs> you know, they want me. So. so, until next time, we'll see you guys on the next one. Good luck.